Hi friends, and welcome back to the podcast. As you may have noticed, some rebranding has happened. We are no longer the Riverbank Podcast. We are now the River UPC Podcast. I do want to clarify and remind y'all we are not doctors and or mental health professionals. I say this because we rolled right along this episode without getting to throw that disclaimer in there. If you enjoy this episode or you would like to take us up on that cafecito and pan dulces, uh, and Bible study, by all means, like, share, follow, and or come visit us. I've added our address in the description box. We would love to dive into the word with you, and I hope and pray this helps you and or somebody that you may know. your host with the Holy Ghost, Megan D. and Joan. I'm so glad you used that. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting in church when Pastor was preaching, and I don't know, it hit me in the head. It was the host with the Holy Ghost. Mm. Texted you right away. Yeah, I didn't see it until after you told me because I have my phone on D&D. Mm. <laughs> Always. But yeah, we are back, folks, and let's see, what's on today's plate? Today is healing. And it's, I don't know how long we're going to be here, but we're going to be here for a hot minute mm. in the very least. Mostly because, and I'm still upset, and we just talked about this too, because, Pastor, you have taken our notes for the last three weeks and preached on it without our consent, sir. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> we need to start uh, signing, you know, yeah. some non-disclosures. Yeah, some NDAs. Yeah. Some, some NDAs need to be happening. No, but it's all good. It's it's a good sign that we are in the flow. And speaking of being in the flow, we're actually going to do a little bit of rebranding this episode, too. Mm. We are no longer the River Bank podcast, but just the simple The River podcast. I think it's time. All right. Yeah. I like it. I mean, we first started this because it was just a fun little youth thing, but it's it's a whole lot more than just a fun little project. It It's a whole ministry within itself. I agree. I got uh, educated on a couple of things uh, from Pastor, and in it was a whole lot of confirmations that I'm in the flow, things are going right, and heading in the right direction. And you know, just just in that meeting, I got that little spidey senses mm. that it, it's time to rebrand. So we're no longer the River Bank Podcast, but just the, the River, River Podcast. The River Podcast. I like it. Simple. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right, so I don't know about you, John, but everything that I have studied comes from Genesis. Mm. Yeah, and here's... I have something from Genesis. Okay, okay. Let's see if we're on the same flows. I know we're in the same boat. Are we in the same deck? Before we start. Okay. I do think that healing in a topic of itself can either be the sweetest, shortest answer, Mm -hmm. or like we're probably going to see tonight... A really nice in-depth look into it because if you ask any old person in the church and i say old with respect you know someone who's been in it for a while right <laughs> the veterans yes the veterans yeah they'll say just pray about it mm-hmm. stuff like that mm-hmm. and we're like come on man really just pray about it but then if you really like break that down 
into just pray about it turns into look at it turns into feel it turns into this and that Mm -hmm. that's i think what we're going to cover tonight oh yes if not tonight then we will get to it yes because like i said healing it's a whole journey in itself and like you said you know some healings they take time like uh some of my healings i prayed for back when i was 12 13 years old uh under brother Campos whenever he was pastoring mm-hmm. uh the spanish church and it's just now coming to pass and you just had a birthday yesterday i did and i just turned 29 so, so around there. <laughs> yeah you know just my last leg of my 20s we'll put it that way <laughs> and it's stuff that i prayed for you know with childlike faith and and i said it again wednesday i i put it in the in the sense of I live vicariously through you guys. Now, I didn't mean that in any type of way that with what we're doing or, you know, like music practice. Mm -hmm. I don't hang out just to hang out and play, you know, to relive my quote-unquote glory days uh, whenever I was a better bass player. (laughs) (laughs) Once upon a time, I was better. But because it's something that I've always wanted to do, it's something that I pretty much started my ministry in. But in the sense of living vicariously through this youth group. Everything that we are doing is everything that I prayed for back when I was 12, 13 years old with the Spanish church. Yeah. And then again, in my own way, granted, I was a little salty uh, with God about it. Uh, In my later years, uh, when I was about 15, 16, going through it because, you know, family stuff was happening. It it pretty much the Old Testament, Megan. The life. Yeah. The Old Testament of Megalations. Because this group is doing everything that I wished my youth groups did. Mm. That's when I. That's what I really meant by I'm living vicariously through you guys. You guys have the energy. You guys have the years <laughs> that I don't have anymore. <laughs> so that's 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 an ex- a perfect example of healing through time mm. and getting maybe slightly discouraged because you know I'm I'm older now. But flip side to that, I know and I can see it that things are for the better. Yeah. Because I told somebody this uh, too, that just because things are happening around you does not mean that it's happening to you. It can be very much that it's happening for you. Wow. And the first nugget of the day. Mm, That's a right good there. one. That is a good one. Right there. But yeah, uh, I mean, let's tackle this uh, somewhat of a scientific method. Okay. Identify, I mean, I mean we've already identified several uh, problems with our last couple episodes of self-harm. Yeah. And I know the more in-depth that we get into healing, the more that we're going to identify. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what's the scientific method? It's, um... Find, find out your problem, find out where your starting point somewhat something like that we're gonna say find your problem so we've already identified our problem or problems because you know life doesn't just hit you with one at a time now we need to find a theoretical solution Mm. in theory if you do xyz abc should happen right yes if you put in new gas in your truck it should run right right if you get a bobo on the playground and you put, you know, sporin on it and a bandaid, it sh- you should be fine. You shouldn't get an infection and it should heal up like new. Mm-hmm. Right. In theory. Theory doesn't always work. That's what uh, testing and problem shooting, something like that. Troubleshooting. Troubleshooting. There we go. Now, just because 
XYZ, Neosporin and a Band-Aid worked for me, doesn't mean that it's going to work for you. Mm. Because I can be, you know, uh, perfectly fine with Neosporin, whereas you may have an allergic reaction to Neosporin. So now you got to find something else that works. That's still. I think that's a yeah. great that's a great point to bring up early in this podcast right now, because um, mm-hmm. people that are listening, you know, we're gonna mention some stuff here, right? right. And I think it's gonna be it's gonna be good, right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, everybody's different, right? And everybody's walking in their own different path with God. So if we say something and you try it out. And it's not working for you, either A, you're not given enough time mm-hmm. or enough effort, for lack of a better word. Right. Or B, it's not for you. And you need to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to say it. You need to pray about it. Mm. <laughs> oh, man. Where's where's the little, the, the fans with the amen? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, and not only that, but, and we hear it a lot whenever people... Uh, like like at big youth uh, services, like whenever we go to Katie, yeah, uh, you hear a lot that you shouldn't compare yourself to other people, mm-hmm. and even outside of the church, you hear it that you shouldn't compare yourself to other people, because why, John? Why would you want to compare yourself to me? Because of you know whatever success successes that you may see in my life. Mm. For one, I can tell you right now, you do not want to go through what I've been through. Mm. What I've been through was made specifically for me. And folks, whatever you're going through, whatever you've been through, and I'm sure our uh, veteran church members can attest to this too, that you don't want to live the life that we've lived. Because, it, like I said, you know, it's, it's made for me. Our life is made for us. Granted, it's still very much choose your own adventure, yeah. but at the same time, it's you can't play somebody else's video game. Mm. Like, I can't play football. I can tackle all day long, but that doesn't mean I'm a great football player. Whereas, I thrive in martial arts sports. Mm. I don't know nothing about martial arts. But you're a good football player. Mm-hmm. There you go. I would not want to trade a day of training with you. <laughs> By all means, John, you can keep it. You can keep all that running. You can keep all that banging heads against each other. CTE I'll, in the yeah. past. And, you know, I got you. Yeah. I'll take my bruises and throws on the mat. Mm. I'd, I'd rather have them bruises because I am not built for running. I am built for strength. <laughs> no cardio. And that's about it. Yes, no cardio. My cardio. Mm-mm. No, but I understand. Yeah. So that's that's you know that's that portion. And granted, we can go for way deeper into it too. But uh, what else do I got here for notes? So what are the stages of healing? And then why do we need to heal? Hmm. I think that's a big one. Why do we need to heal? All right. I'm going to throw the answer out there mm-hmm. just off the top of the head. I think healing is essential to our physical bodies mm-hmm. and our spiritual bodies. Yes. Because without either or, we're not going to get to where we need to get to in God. Yes. And our plan, his plan for us is going to fall short. Because think about it like this. You got a broken bone. Mm-hmm. How far are you going to run? Not very. Not very far. Already don't run, but I'm not going to get any further. Than same that. same thing. You right. have some trauma in your past life. Mm-hmm. How far are you going to run on the altar? Mm. So I think healing is something that, although nasty, you know, the healing process is not. It's not always pretty. It's not pretty, but although it's nasty, I do think it's essential for us. Yeah. Because if not, we're probably going to end up falling short in our plan uh, that God has for us. 
And at the end of the day, that could be a soul, soul missed out. Yes. And that's very critical. Yeah. And I, and I got this from Grey's Anatomy. Whenever I was studying up on this and praying for it, Grey's Anatomy kept coming to mind. Mm. And early, I want to say it's like season one, episode eight. I could be wrong. It's been a hot minute since I've rewatched Grey's. But the biggest thing that stood out to me was that their, I forget what they call it, but uh, their method is see one, do one, teach one. Okay. Because you can't identify how to go about something without first having seen it done. And then you can't do it without, I mean, that one's kind of self-explanatory. You have to go through it. You have to do it. And then you can't teach it without having done either one or both beforehand. That makes sense. Yeah. I can't teach you, John, how to heal, uh, I don't say broken heart, because that's that's currently above my pay grade. (laughs) (laughs) It's coming, but it's currently above it. But I can teach you ways and methods to overcome uh poor relationships okay and that's not folks do not get me wrong here do not twist my words here please relationships are not limited to your partner your your girlfriend your boyfriend spouse fiance your relationships encompass your working relationships friendships of course you know your romantic relationships even your acquaintanceships Mm. once you make a connection with somebody you have some type of relationship with them. Yeah, whether it's casual, professional, yeah, emotional. Yeah. Gotcha. Just a high in the street. You see somebody once or uh, somebody comes through the doors on a Sunday and we see them, you know, we greet greet each other. I think I've got a relationship with a McDonald's worker. I see them all the time. Say, there you go. Up? Yeah. I mean, it's as simple as that. You become some... That face becomes somewhat of a regular. Yeah. So you have some type of regular relationship with that person. I can teach you how to get through those and you knowing you you'll tweak it to where it works for you but i can give you the meat potatoes to it you just add your veggies Mm. Mm -hmm. nice yeah i think we're gonna be keep circling around why do we need to heal because i know there's folks out there and i do not mean to call them out but you're gonna have those folks out there that why why do i need to do this why can't god just do it right now i'm gonna say this right now put it out there there are no tough, mean people in God. Mm. If you see somebody on the street and they're all, you know, they're gangster, they're tough, you can't touch them. All right. You should not find those people in an altar. And you should definitely not be taking advice from those people. Because hardened hearts are not uh, capable of being open. And hardened hearts are hardened souls, are hardened minds. And you should, those are just, uh, I don't want to shake a calloused a catalyst uh, soul, right. I guess you could say. You know, I don't want to go to somebody who's get over it. It is what it is. You know, stuff happens, life happens, whatever. When I could be going to somebody who's pointing me in the right direction, right. gets me over it, helps me complete the the mile I got to run with God. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I find someone along the way do the same thing. Those folks, this just came to me. Those folks are the embodiment of iniquity. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Mm, we slapping some molecules today. <laughs> slapping some molecules, man. No, but I totally agree. Um, all right. They're tough. Mm-hmm. They're not happy. No. Not at all. No, I've been that person. Me too. I've pretended to be happy in mm-hmm. front of other people or pretended that things didn't bother me. Mm-hmm. And all it did was make it harder for me. Mm, I hated the world. For mm. years, I hated the world. That's where 
I really let depression and anxiety and, you know, those suicidal moments, physical self-harm moments really take over. Those were some rough years. <laughs> you can ask Sister Ty. <laughs> Shout out to Sister Ty. Thank you. All, no, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. And I'll get over it. Yeah. It's it's whatever. I'm strong. Oh my goodness. I am strong. All right. I got something to say about that real quick. Okay. I've been writing some notes. Right. This is the first one. Okay. Saying that I could do this mm -hmm. is a lie. Oh. Stay with me. Okay. If you could do it, you would have already done it. Oh. If I mm. could have gotten myself out of the situation, why would I stay in it? Why am I still in it? When you could already be better and you're worse, mm -hmm. you can't do it. Instead of saying, I can do this, we should be saying, we could do this. Yes. And at the same time, pointing at God. Yes. Because without him, nothing's possible. Yes. And I say that strongly. Mm. I've heard it so many times and it's just brushed off. Oh, yeah, nothing's, you know, nothing's impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. Yeah. That trauma that you got in your life, he can help you forgive in that situation, mm -hmm. um, learn mm -hmm. and move on. Yes. At the end of the day. I live and breathe because of God. Yes. Every day. And not because of myself. Yes. Myself would have been, and granted, I think we'll get to this testimony later on, if not pretty quick, because I feel it now. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and do it. Let me struggle with the frog in my throat. Mm. When my engagement ended, and again, folks, do not get this twisted, please, because I know there's folks out there that listen just to listen to say, hey, you know, I listened to your podcast. You did so well, da 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 And then they run around. Or turn around and, you know, just, just blast your name and whatever it is that you said. If I had done what I set out to do the day that I came back to church, I remember, I remember it was a weekday. It was after my engagement ended. I was literally going crazy. I was driving around in Freeport with the intention of going to the 36th Bridge. And then you, you can draw the conclusion from there with where I was heading, over the Brothers River. <laughs> I told God right as, as I was coming on, what was it, 4th Street that we were on? 4th, 2nd Street? I forgot. Anyways, the old building. 4th. 4th. I told God, God, if nobody is there or if you are real, let somebody be at the church tonight. I pulled up, you know, kind of fast on the church. I saw everybody's car there. So I pulled in. I was like, all right, if you're real, let, let something happen tonight. I walk in. See, nobody's in the sanctuary, but I hear voices in the back in the kitchen. So I'm guessing there must have been a coffee break. I go to the back, and I see Sister Rivette there, and, you know, everybody, and everyone's going back to the sanctuary. Sister Rivette takes the few seconds to greet me. It's like, hey, you know, how you been? How you doing? It's like, I, I couldn't say nothing because I had a frog in my throat. And I was like, I'm glad to be home. Mm -hmm. I didn't lose it right there. But whenever we got into the sanctuary and I think pastor said, you know, everybody just close your eyes and start praying. And I think news just started going, John, I broke that night. Mm. I broke for the better. That's why we heal. You break for the better. Because had nobody been there, this wouldn't be happening. Mm -mm. And look, That's, because you went through it, yeah. another soul could be saved. Right. Exactly and, like we said. Yeah. And it's because I lived for so long as you know, that strong person. Yeah. But this person needs support just as much as they put out. Mm. This person needs to know they have a person, they have a place to not just lean on, but to entirely drop themselves into. I was that guy, Megan. Yeah. I was that guy. I 
for a long time, I felt like I was the only person that could help other people and no one could help me. Right. I'm only there as a support beam for other people. Right. And it's a very lonely place to be. Mm, it's tiring. It's very tiring, yes. Yeah. Because, you know, you're you're there for somebody, mm-hmm. then you're there for somebody else. Right. And then you're there for somebody else. Yeah. At some point, when you're there for enough people, some of it starts piling on you. Yeah, you, you start put that picking, mask on. You, know, you start put, putting a little bit of what they had on you. Mm-hmm. Start doing a little bit of this, start doing a little bit of that. A little bit of dabble. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of the day, now you're just as broken with what? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. You're there with your pieces. Yeah. You're there hanging on, barely hanging on. And I say barely, you know, with everything that I have, because you get to that point. I personally went through that point. I was on my very literal last strand of strength that night. Mm-hmm. And even us strong people need to have that opportunity to fully release ourselves. Let me tell you how the muscle works. How's the muscle work? You work at it out enough, mm-hmm. it gets a little large. Right. Right? I'm talking about a, a one-day kind of deal. Mm-hmm. You work out, what, do you, what happens? You get your pump for the day. You get your pump for the day. You know what that pump is? It's your muscle fibers expanding just a little bit mm-hmm. and tearing. Yeah. The reason why you feel sore the next day or whatever is because now your muscle fibers have torn and they're starting to regrow. Mm-hmm. But when they regrow, they don't regrow the same size. They're regrowing to be able to take on the next day. Right. So they're going to grow back a little stronger right. and a little bigger. Same with broken bones. Yeah. I, you know, with my car crash back in 18, granted, you know, I didn't have a full break. I had a micro fracture, but I still had to go through the same X, Y, Z for uh, my left hand, my bass playing hand. Yeah. As somebody that, you know, had probably you know a really nasty break where, you know, not to get too, too gross, but, you know, like those football breaks where it goes through yeah. the skin. Yeah. You go through those same steps, but it's a different, I don't know how to, what's the word? I can't think of the word. Process? Process, yes, but no. Where was I going with it? I don't know. I forgot where I was going with it. But even though strong people need to know that it's okay in whatever the emotion, the situation it is that we're pulling from. Mm. You know, like you said, you know, we're pulling, you know, little bits and pieces here and there from all those people that we're helping. And it's not maybe that we're pulling from it. It's that it's latching on to us. Yeah. Like with what Pastor said this morning that, you know, spirits come into the church uh, just to see what's happening. And if we choose to not push, those spirits latch onto us on our way out. Or, in the, or you know, I've seen it in the middle of a service, too, where, you know, it's happening, you know, spirits moving and whatnot. And then all of a sudden something shifts and it's because something or somebody somewhere latched themselves onto yeah. something that wasn't for the better. And that's a good point. Um, I Okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to disagree with a very popular opinion right now. Do it. It's a little controversial. Do it. When people say that God will never give you more that you could bear, I don't think that's true. Mm. Here's, here's what I mean by that. Okay. If we were in a place where we didn't need him, mm-hmm. why, is, why would we ever want to seek him? Right. So when we have things in our life that it feels like it's way too much for us, it's probably because it is. And that's not from God. Right. And you need to do some soul searching, some praying about it. Because, yes, God puts us through trials, mm-hmm. but he, he has doors at the end of those trials. He has ways to get out of it. And all you got to do is find it. Right. When you f- see no way out, when you're actually, I'll put it not to, you know, bring right. it up again, but... When you're on your last day, mm-hmm. right? He had that door for you, and what did you do? You went by a church. Had you skipped by that church, 
different story. Right. It's because you found the door. Now, God didn't put nobody to speed by a church and, you know, they don't, I don't want to put this. There's a lot of different things that could push people over an edge. Yes. And it's not God. Right. God's not going to push you over an edge. Mm -mm. God will always give you a way out. Yes. If you're being pushed over an edge, something has latched onto you. You've yes. been the tough guy for too long. Yes. And it's time to let some of it go. Mm -hmm. And you know, this is kind of a, it's not kind of, it is a dark fun fact. It's not fun, but. It's a dark fact. <laughs> yeah, dark fact. When a person decides to commit suicide, if they don't do it within the same five minutes, literally five minutes, scientifically proven. No, let me rephrase that. A person chooses to and follows through with suicide within five minutes. Hmm. Whereas, you know, like you just said. God has that door open with the light on all day, every day. Mm. Whereas suicide is a quick five, literally a quick five minute decision. A lot of people, mm -hmm. I'm going to use the guy's um, story, for example. A lot of people jump off the Golden Gate Bridge, right? Right. There's a lot of suicides that happen yes. on that bridge. Not a lot of survivors. Right. This guy who did survive said that as soon as he was falling, it was instant regret. Mm -hmm. And all he wanted to do was live. Right. I say that to say no demon is going to want you to live. Right. No devil is going to want you to live. What he what he found that day was a will to survive. Mm -hmm. And because of his story, he's helped many other people not get to that bridge. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah I know the story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, something about a sea lion. Yeah. I don't know the guy's name. But yeah. I, yeah. Same concept. Not as extreme, which everybody's pain is real, but it's not suicide extreme. Right. If someone's in the church, right? And they've been through some trauma. Let's mm -hmm. call it, uh, we'll use a relationship. Right. They've been through a, a really nasty divorce. Mm -hmm. Somebody else walks into that church going through the same thing. You being there is God's door for that person. And because you went through with healing and because you went, you found the other side of that wall, mm -hmm. you can now be there for somebody else's healing. Yes. And that's why we heal. Partly, I want to expand on that, partly because you see the signs, whether oh, you recognize it or not. Whenever, say you're going through something with, uh, I don't know, XYZ. Sure. And I've been through XYZ. You coming in on a, on a Wednesday night and, you know, People say, you know, oh, you know, so-and-so walked in and, you know, just something, something's a little off about him. Whereas I can look at you and be like, hmm, I think it's X, Y, Z. So you're able to identify yes, what it is yes. because you've been through it. Yes. Even though I may not be able to put my finger on it right away. Yeah. Just those spidey senses. And granted, spidey senses, folks, is my term for Holy Ghost because, one, <laughs> it's a lot easier. Well, I say it's a lot easier. Currently, it's a lot easier to say than Holy Ghost. The spidey senses are going. It's like, hmm, I think Something's it's this. Off. Yeah. So, and that's, that opens a door to, for me to be like, hey, John, you got a minute? Or to go to leadership and be like, hey, you know, when John walked in today, you know, something felt a little off about him. You know, is, is he okay? You know, is there anything I can, that he's disclosed to you that I may be able to assist in prayer with? Mm -hmm. Or is it okay to, for me to be like, to have a meeting with John and be like, hey, you know, is, are you going through X, Y, Z? Do you need some mm -hmm. help? And a lot of times what we call a gut feeling, mm -hmm. that's that Holy Ghost right that's there. That's what it is. That's, that's what it, that's exactly what it me is. Me personally, I can always tell when someone's um, faking it. Yes. I could tell if somebody's faking their smile and stuff like that or their laugh. Or mm -hmm. If there's a little bit more truth than what they're saying out yeah. loud. And um, 
I think for me, that's that's what I went through, what I went through. Right. And maybe I haven't found that person yet that I'm going to help out or whatever, but it's going to come eventually. Right. Because things do happen in a perfect way. Yes. You know, we all, we all have a, we're all just a little stop in the vein for God. Mm-hmm. And um, whenever it's time or whenever I'm healed up, God will make me that door for somebody else. Right. And um, I think it's important to recognize that if you are going through something, right, you're not going to go through it alone. Never. Never. If you try to, you're going to fail. Mm-hmm. If you're going through something right now currently, I can almost guarantee you that somebody in your life has been through the same thing already and can help you out. Yes. Or you're going to meet them very soon. Yep. Because mm. like I said, God's not going to put more than you can bear on you. Yeah. He's not going to push you over the edge. He's going to have somebody. He's going to have a safety net there. Yeah, absolutely. He is. Yeah. Folks, if you're if you feel like you are at your lowest and you feel like you don't have somebody to lean on to talk to and you are a stranger to us, by all means, come in. We have a large I mean, granted, we're a small congregation, but we have a large age pool. Oh, yeah. We got we got we have we have literal elders and we have elementary elementary kids. Yeah. Nowadays, it's a lot. Yeah. Little kids go through so much more than they need to nowadays. They really do. They go through too much. I think this is a important note to, to take right now. Mm-hmm. We're opening up this conversation to healers, so to speak, quote unquote, for lack of a better term. People who right. have experienced people. Right. And people who haven't experienced it yet. Yes. Um, there's two sides to this coin where we've we talked about uh, people who have already gone through what they've gone through and that it can be there for other people. But... Um, I do think it's important to uh, talk about the other side of that coin. Let's go into it. So I want to start us off by saying that failure is not always failure. Mm. Ooh, okay. Quick nugget. Positives can be lows. Mm. Positives can look like failure still. Mm. I'll tell you what. I've never succeeded every time. Neither have I. I've succeeded. Yeah. And it's not because you're great and you're grand and all this. Mm-hmm. It's because you stuck you stuck with it. Right. Right. The first time I used football, for example, the first time I ever stepped foot on the field, I was not I was not that guy. <laughs> I'll tell you <laughs> what, I got tossed around. Oh yeah. It was ugly. You get a couple bruises where you shouldn't have bruises. Mm-hmm. But by the time I was a uh, senior year high school and whatever, I was, you know, starting varsity, this, mm-hmm. that. And I knew what I was doing. But it wasn't because I went in there being the best. It's because right. I went in there and I got hit a lot. Yeah. I failed, quote unquote, a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I missed the block. I did this. I did that. Whatever. But you learn from that. Yes. And so healing is not always something happened to me. It's I'm doing something. Yeah. And I need to stop doing something. It's it's not to you. It's for you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So let's say I have a problem with uh, we'll use smoking mm-hmm. because I feel like a lot of kids these days are hitting the vape. We're hitting the bars, right? The vape. Back in my day, it used to be bars, the pill. Oh, now we're. Yeah. You want a strawberry shortcake? Now it's a USB stick. Mm. Mm-hmm. And you know what? They can pass is that. Yeah, they can. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the statistic is, but I know that I think it's as low as I want to say second graders Mm-mm. addicted. Anyways, we'll use we'll use vaping, smoking, whatever. Mm-hmm. If if you're already at a point where if you light up your cigarette or, you know, if you take a if you take a puff and you start feeling bad about it, that's called conviction. Yes, it is. And that to me is the first sign that God is ready to deal with. Or that you're ready to let God deal with you. Yes. 
And um, it's not going to, you're not going to cold turkey it. Mm Mm-mm. Unless, you know, God intervenes in some magical way. Not not magical. Um, holy way or whatever. Right. You're not going to cold turkey. Mm-hmm. And every time that you fail, you fall, you take a little drag or whatever, you're going to feel like a failure. You're going to feel that, that nasty feeling. And yeah. it's not because of the, the cigarette. It's because of something within you. Exactly. It's your spirit, whether you know it or not. Whether you've come to the altar to repent for it and to give it up or not. Yeah, because we're not talking just to people that are new to the church. Mm-mm. I'm talking to the church. Yeah. If you have a problem with something and you hit, you go back to it, you're going to feel ugly. Yeah. You might even feel gross. Mm-hmm. And I think that when people feel like that, they get, they get too caught up mm-hmm. in that feeling. Because, yeah, it's important to feel your convictions. Yes. They, they're very important. You got to, it's God working with you, being more holy, you know, it's yeah. going to open you up to more in your walk. But it's important to know that the next attempt could be a success. Yes. So eventually, you know, we have, we have elders in the church, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I hope pastor doesn't mind, but I, he's, he's spoken out about it quite a few times. He used to be a heavy smoker. Right. He's not anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's important to know that at some point he was and that now he isn't. Right. Because at some point somebody is, but they got to realize that at some point they're not going to be. And it's so, it is so um, dear. It's, you know, it's mm-hmm. very, it's such an impactful thing when somebody recognizes that given the time, given the prayer mm-hmm. and given the support that they need, they can get out of something. Yeah. I have scripture for that. <laughs> Bring it out. Now, granted, this is talking about, and granted, and like I said early on, all of my studying for this has been in Genesis. Okay. And the story for it, we'll get to later. But in Genesis 3, 10 through 13, and I'm going to struggle, power through the King James, it says, and granted, you know, I've also got the cliff note yeah. of what it says, the examination. And verse 10 says, and he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. 11, and he said, who told thee that thou wast naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree, whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, the woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. 13 says, and the Lord God said unto the woman, what is that that thou hast done? And the woman said, the serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. My note for that with what I said or with what I noted down was you can't blame others for your choices to follow through with something. Mm. Knowing right from wrong. Once you know right from wrong, it is willful ignorance. Mm. This is passing in, in this passage, you know, it's typically, you know, uh, the woman's to blame. But Adam is very much as to blame as she is, just as much as a snake is, because he knew this dude passed the bug. He did not eat that apple thinking, ah, it's going to be okay. Right. He knew. Whole dog knew. I'll, t- I'll tell you this much. In, in those couple words between each other, you mm-hmm. know, and then the he the woman convinced the man, right? Right. The woman convinced the man. The woman had already eaten it. She already knew right from wrong. Yes. She knew right from wrong, too. So just in and of itself, you can't say, oh, you know, he did it because she did it. Mm-hmm. He did it because she also knew and he saw that and this and that. Mm -hmm. What I'm trying to say is it's nobody's fault but their own. Yes. And what a lot of folks, and I've seen it time and time again, and I think it was either in in some type of youth thing or in big church where we talked on, it had to be youth. We talked on, no, it was Bible study. 
Mm, thank God for Bible studies. <laughs> we talked on that Eve admitted it. Mm. And this is where I go back to that Adam passed the bug. So many folks overlook whenever somebody admits that they were wrong and they want to keep blaming them when they did just as bad. Folks, if you can see me right now, I am pointing with authority here. No, no, that's 100% true. Unfortunately, we live in a world where mm -hmm. getting out of something, not being the tough guy, right. is kind of frowned upon. Yeah, it is. We've gone back to that twisted mindset of you have to be the strong one. And, it, and it's more so for women these days. I see it all the time on my Instagram feed that, uh, you know, independent women this, independent woman that. I got my tongue twisted there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you shouldn't have a man unless you are completely independent. Granted, I do not disagree with that. Don't get me wrong. I don't disagree with that. You should not depend on a man. However, Bible says you need to depend on your husband mm. for, what is it? Uh, of course, you know, all the spiritual things. And like we touched on this morning, too, for him to be the leader. It is not the woman's job to lead. Mm -mm. It's the man's job to lead the household. Yeah. It's the woman's job to upkeep it. Yeah. Mm, you say that to anybody right now, you're going to get it. You're going to get it. Hit. Oh, I hit back. <laughs> New Testament Megalatia says, but, hit me first because then I have the right to hit you. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what, though. In that scenario, mm -hmm. what we see is somebody angry and somebody not angry. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. Yeah. The person who's calling out. Right. Calling out the person. We'll, we'll, all right. Let me set up a scenario so set I don't get confused here. Let's say you're out in the street mm -hmm. and here comes the hair with the you know, the little blue hair, right. you know, glasses, right, little right. girl, right? right? I think we all know who we're talking about, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, and she says, I don't need no man. I don't need this. I don't need that. I'm happy with myself and this and that. Hmm. I can almost guarantee you she's on antidepressants. Guaranteed. And you know what? I don't think you are. Because a Christian mm -hmm. will or should see past the medication and go towards God. And that's a very hot topic right now. Yes. It, I, what I just said probably broke up some of the church. There's probably some people in the church right now that think, oh, but I do need my medication because it's a real mental issue. I'm going to tell you what mental issues are. Go ahead. Go ahead. Some bad spirits in you. Some mm. generational spirits. And I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> Ooh, ah, oh, let's have some get that out for me. a minute. Mm, yes. Mm. Some generational spirits that you got to break up. Yes. You, you don't break that up with the next prescription. No, you don't. You break that up with the next altar call. Yes. Oh, my goodness. The next altar call. Oh, my goodness. Keep going, brother. Keep going. I'm going to tell, I'm I'm tell you why God. Why God? Why God? I'm going to tell you why God. When God created the fish, mm -hmm. who did he speak to? The ocean. That's, okay. I'm pretty sure that's in Genesis. I can't tell you the exact chapter verse right now. It, it's early. It's, it's Genesis, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. When God created fish, he spoke to the sea. Mm -hmm. When he created the trees, he spoke to the earth. Right. When he created us, do you know who he spoke to? I'm going to tell you. Who did he speak to? Himself. Oh. God spoke to himself when he created man. Because he is where we get our life and our healing. The way the fish belong to the ocean and the trees belong to the earth, we belong to God. Because we are created in his image. Man, yes. I wish I knew. I wish I had that whole verse memorized. Mm. So I can give you book, chapter, and verse. Exactly. But I don't. I just know that. <laughs> fish, fish breathe through the water. Yeah. Trees grow through the ground. Mm -hmm. We heal through God. Yes. And that's why God. That's why God. That's why healing. That's if you take nothing else from this <gasps> podcast, take that. Mm, man, 
We need like a good minute praise break. Let <laughs> <laughs> me tap my foot real quick. Yes. Oh my goodness, man, that's. Here's the thing. Oh, I, that's good. I say that. I say that. Mm-hmm. And it's so important to know that I have not always been me mm-hmm. that I am right now. Right. I'm here because I've healed through some things. Yes. And I'm going to tell you how I healed. Bring it on. Just a little quick, not side note, mm-hmm. but a quick, uh, quick, we'll call it a rant, whatever. The reason I'm here sitting at this table mm-hmm. right now, being able to talk about this stuff is because at some point I was sitting in a pew not being able to talk about anything. I don't mean that nobody gave me a chance or this and that. I'm going to tell you a very real story. And it's kind of, I feel like it happens more than people say. Okay. When I was going through a very dark time in my life, right? Mm -hmm. We covered a little bit about it last podcast. But when I was going through a very dark time in my life, I would find myself at the altar. And here's why I say it's important to also talk to the church. Because I was, you know that feeling? We call it goosebumps. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Whenever the Holy Ghost is about to set upon you, you know you're about to get it. Yes, those. It's very exciting. Yes. Right? I was right there. Mm -hmm. I'm on the verge. And my tongue starts to go a little bit off, right? I stopped myself. Mm. I'm there. I'm on the altar, hands raised, about to speak in tongues, like, fully. Mm -hmm. I'm like, the, you know, the little lip. Yeah, you you start off with the little bit. And I straight put my hands down and stone cold faced it. Mm. And I went back to my pew. Because I was very afraid to open up. Right. I didn't have the understanding of who God really can be in my life mm-hmm. then. So when I thought this is cuz I was I was I was praying um repentance and stuff like that for what I had done and I thought I didn't deserve mm-hmm. to repent. I didn't deserve to, I didn't really not say okay, for lack of a better word, this is how I felt. Right. And I'm going to say that just in case anybody else feels like this. I didn't feel like that's where I needed to be at that point. Mm. And I say that now and it's like, really, you didn't need to speak in tongues. You had to. Right. Mm-hmm. And, th- you know, with the knowledge I have now, it would have been very instrumental and I could have been where I am a lot earlier. Yes. But at the time I was like, no, I, I I'm not going to be that emotional guy. I'm not going to be. You know, I didn't want to deal with the aftermath mm-hmm. of, quote unquote, getting better. Because that meant more emotions. I'd actually have to face them. And I'm going to tell you what. I was that that guy we were talking about on the podcast. Mm. I wanted to be able to fix things. Whenever earlier just now, a couple minutes ago, we said um, that you become that support beam for people. I thought that's all I was put here on earth to be. It's a very lonely feeling. Mm -hmm. But when when you're that guy for so long, you feel like that's all you're there for. Mm -hmm. And I was and I didn't want to deal with looking at somebody who's, you know, the reoccurring people looking at them being like, no, I can't help you out no more because it would have destroyed my reputation. And I'm saying that so loosely i'm doing the air quotes Mm -hmm. the reputation that i had to always be there you know the good guy the good face whatever that guy guy. now i'm gonna have to be the broken guy people are gonna know that i went through something Mm. they're gonna know that i'm not this guy whose life is all kept up and i took myself out of the holy ghost and i stone cold face sat down yeah and had i not yeah had i not done that i really do feel like i would be a lot farther in god than i am now yes I feel the same way because I've done the exact same thing. I remember one service at uh, the Clute Church mm-hmm. when my family was going there. I don't remember what kind of service it was, but I remember my dad coming up to me and 
and saying, lay your hands and start praying with uh, this guy in front of me. Yeah. He was a fantastic uh, guitar player. Uh, and he said, you know, lay your hands on him, start praying with him. I just stood there and just that, that same, I know exactly that, that, feel, that spirit, we're going to call it out. Mm. I know that spirit that you're talking about, that stone cold, no, because of that same reason, I don't deserve it. Mm. When I very much did deserve it. And I've got scripture for it. I just need to read it over real quick. But it goes back to what we've said before about the cycles. Even when we take things into our own hands, when we stone cold it to force healing and or growth or to stop it, God comes back around to say, do it again. Mm. You know, you and I being uh, the athletes, a- a- athletically minded, yeah. the co- uh, I say this loosely, but... But I do mean it in a sense of that we are very much coachable. Mm-hmm. Because not everybody is coachable it's and not everybody understands. Be being coachable, for lack of a better term, um, we'll call it being a good servant. If or, someone or tells student. us, or student, if yeah. someone tells us to do something, we're going to do it. Yeah. Because whether at the time we understand it or not, it's for the better. Yes. And, and God told me from my notes with this, whenever I was, you know, doing the things to prepare for this, he said, do it again, but do it my way. Mm. Like I told you from the start. And this comes from, or came from, that little nugget came from Genesis 15. It, it's a whole lot. Chapter 15 through chapter 18 and 15. And, you know, Cliff Notes here starts off chapter 15 with the Song of Moses. And then it goes to the Song of Miriam. The waters of... Mera? Murmuring. It, 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 it's a lot. Because it, it, like I just said, it, it came from chapters 15 through 18. Mm. Verse 15. That's that's where I, that's where that nugget stopped. It was Genesis 18 and 15. That's the end of that nugget. Because you go through the same cycles, whether it's for healing and your growth, whether you choose to accept it mm. or you choose to deny it, you go through that same cycle as many times as needed until you do it God's way. Like he told you from the start. Everybody fights the same battle until they get to where they need to be. Yes. You're not going to fight a battle and then with time it goes away. Yeah, you can't level up in a video game until you do X, Y, Z. And I'm going to tell you what, with the we'll use the relationship thing again mm-hmm. because it's very much a real... Right. People haven't gone through it. Yeah. If we'll call a regular person, whatever, they just broke a little nasty breakup, mm-hmm. right? They are doing the crying, the, the ice cream, the whole nine, right? Yeah. In two years, they're going to be fine. Yeah. Right, quote unquote, fine. But I can almost guarantee you that if they see that person walking down the street, they're going to break down again. Oh, absolutely. Because just because our feelings are suppressed doesn't mean they're gone. Oh my goodness, John, we slapping some molecules. <laughs> but that that's very real, and you can yes. put that in the spiritual sense too. Yes, you just, can. Just because you're running from your ministry doesn't mean it's gone. Right. And God's going to keep putting you in that circle. Mm-hmm. You're going to feel like you're getting far. We say circle and people think it's a quick circle, whatever. Give me Mm-mm. a week. No, no. For a circle for God. It'll probably be like five years before you come right back to where you need to be. Yeah. These cycles that we're talking about. And it's like, all right, I'm dealing with uh, depression. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm going to take my anti, you know, my antidepressants. I'm going to feel a little better. All right. Your prescription is going to run out. You're not going to be able to afford the next one. Yeah. Because guess where you're guess where you're right. Guess where you're right back. Square one. Square one. And you know who's going to be there? God. God. 
Mm. It's so simple, John. It is so simple. But we, as humans, because we desire to know everything. And, and I go back to the, to the saying that I've been saying for the longest time. Aaron made fun of me a little bit for it. <laughs> with love. With love. Don't get me wrong. Aaron made fun of me with love. And I got it from, I forget which, which preacher it was, but it was off of the Firewood Podcast. Okay. It's a, I forget which church did it, uh, but it's Firewood Podcast, folks. He said, Preacher Man said, we live in a microwave world waiting on a crockpot God. Mm. Because we can go through the same cycle time and time again. I've gone through the same cycles time and time again with the same results, only, you know, just small tweaks between A and B. And it wasn't until I chose to do something through God that the cycle shifted. Yeah. Yeah, because, and there's an early, go ahead. I'm not going to bring you up like that. Okay. But earlier we were talking about the youth group mm-hmm. and how you you said that you were, that you were seeing how it was going and you know, this and that right. and how you wished I was with your old youth group, right? Right. I want to make it very clear that this youth group now has not always been the pretty face that it is. Right. We have gone through some stuff, too, yes, right? right. So I say that to say that now you're here, mm-hmm. dare I say happier. It's true. Happier, yes. All right. With us. But we went through that, and we have started growing because we started going more into God's stuff. Yes. All credit to Ty, we've been going through other churches. Goodness. We've been doing more youth-integrated things. And I say that to say this. For you, if you had been in the church that whole time, that spirit... Mm-hmm. that was there we'll call it out yeah the spirit that was there was circling back on us yeah and i don't mean to glorify anybody or whatever but thank god that we are able to break past that yes and uh our youth group is growing just a little bit hey a but little it's bit growing yeah. because we've got we got past the the nastiness we got past i'll call it out now we got past the leaning on each other Oh. That's what it is. Mm. If I get in trouble for that, that's fine. No, it's fine. <laughs> I understand. We grew past, and I know I know. pastors taught on it with, uh, I'm going to tread lightly here, with my previous, with the previous youth group, and I know Sister Ty's reinforced it, and I'm sure we've heard it elsewhere, or I, I know I've heard it elsewhere outside of our current congregation and, and youth and whatnot. We have stopped leaning on each other because we can only grow so much this way and mm. and because i know we're not recording uh visually we're, we stopped leaning on each other horizontally we stopped leaning on our neighbors and we started kneeling at the cross mm. we started kneeling at the altar and that's how you grow together that is exactly how you grow because as as much as a f- you know philosophers that we are Oh, I fully embrace my philosophy. I'm a philosophy major. Mm. There's a reason for it. As much as we are, whatever, me and you can only go so far. Right. Because of the Bible Mm -hmm. that we read and prepare this podcast for and stuff like that. Because of that, I really do feel like our conversations have gone way past what a normal conversation should go. Right. And that's what we call getting deep, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But what I want to point out is the stuff that we're saying has not been said in a church in a while. And yes. I don't mean to call no other churches out, but if you go to other churches, we can identify the mm-hmm. spirits that are going on there. Because, like you said, we started kneeling before the cross, mm-hmm. right? If 
I'll put it like this. Let's say that, let's say that you have a group, a youth group, and one person there is making the effort for everybody else to go to other youth events and, you know, do the things together, the youth nights, right? What happens when that person is no longer in that youth group? That group falls apart. That group falls apart. So it's like, it's like looking at a, it's like looking at two, two boulders leaning up against each other. Mm -hmm. Once one boulder slips, the next one's going to move and roll off, right? Mm -hmm. But because we've started growing up with Mm -hmm. God, we started putting some roots in us. Yes. And the next time a tree falls, and we say that not like the person leaves the church, but, you know, people grow out of the youth or Mm -hmm. things happen. The youth group isn't going to fall because we've no longer started depending on each other for the support that we need and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And church hurt. Yeah. We'll get to that. Yes. We can now stand up with him. Yes. You know what was holding up that those two boulders? Mm. A pebble. Mm. When a youth group relies on each other in the sense, and I, I say rely kind of loosely here. When you have that, per- this is where I was going with it. When you have that one person, doesn't matter how big or small your group is. When you have that one person that's pushing and pushing and pushing for everybody else to uh, get on the bandwagon. Yeah. To participate, actually participate, not, oh, eh, I swung the bat. I'll go. Yeah. When that person either, you see it more in burnout, mm-hmm. life happens, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, because of burnout, they usually end up leaving the church. And once they start leaving the church, they start losing their family. It's all that discouragement. It's it's all, it's the discouragement. It's the nobody's participating. I'm tired of these kids. I mean, let's be real. Sometimes I know I was that kid that, I was that kid. <laughs> <laughs> I was that kid that, that pastor said it this way this morning, the leech. Mm. I was that kid that was there to leech off of everybody else's good vibes because my vibes at home weren't it during that time. Mm. Yeah. It's that pebble that's holding up those boulders. But once you remove that pebble, let me put it this way. Once God removes that pebble and places it where it belongs mm-hmm. for the proper healing, the unimaginable happens. That pebble breaks because it's a rock. You know, let, let's say because we are named the river. Say that pebble gets placed here at the river. That pebble gets eroded, weathered. It goes through all the hard things to release that seed to grow. Mm. And you see it in nature. I see it with my plants. I have literal plants at folk, at home, folks. <laughs> at folks' home. <laughs> you see it with, with nature. Once that seed has sprouted, it doesn't grow outwards. Mm. It grows up before it grows out. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it takes, you know, and we're talking about the pebble here. It takes that pebble being removed from the pressure of the boulders to be placed in the river. Whether, you know, you actually come here, hope you do, hope to see you, hope to pray with you, or wherever you end up. It takes being placed in that river to get cleaned up Mm. so you can grow. So we're going through the healing. Yeah. Right. What a lot of people, Mm -hmm. I'm going to say a lot of people very loosely... I'm going to say the majority. But the majority of people that have gone through a healing process of some kind of trauma, Mm -hmm. some kind of nastiness, whatever. What comes after that is some embarrassment. Yes. So. Mm, Pause. With the embarrassment, it's either real embarrassment because you are embarrassed of what you did and said beforehand, before getting cleaned up. Or, and this is a big one, and this is to myself too, it's imagined Mm, yeah. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Because I'll tell you what, 
a lot of people aren't going to see you, Megan, mm-hmm. and think of just your past. No. No. And, but here's the thing. Do you really know that, right? I don't. Because I know for me personally, even saying some of the little things I say in this podcast or whatever, talking about my past, stuff like that, I get a little embarrassed mm-hmm. because not to, you know, put myself anywhere or whatever. I've always kind of seen myself as the 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 golden boy of mm-hmm. the, you know whatever yeah. people looked up to me at some point hopefully still but mm-hmm. you know and um for me that was a lot of pressure whatever right. i learned to grow up uh not <laughs> sideways i don't like people knowing about my past because it brings us some kind of embarrassment right with that being said even though something bad happened in my life and i got through it doesn't mean that it's not for the betterment of somebody else right and i'll put it i'll put it to you this way what did Jesus do after he rose again? He came before the people and he showed them the holes in the hands. Mm-hmm. Had he had those scars not been there, would people have truly believed that he was Jesus? No, absolutely not. Wasn't it uh, Thomas? I think he's called, re- referenced in the Bible as uh, or known as Thomas the Doubter. Mm. He was the one that say, said, show me, your, show me your scars or something like that. Yeah. So in the same perspective... Mm-hmm. If I don't show people my scars, how are they going to take anything that I say and actually apply it? Right. And it's not, and just just a quick sidebar, it is not a contest either. No. Of, oh, you know, I got this scar. Oh, I got that scar. Oh, my scar of XYZ is wider and bigger than yours is, John. It is by no means a competition. No. Us sharing our past is to prove the theory of... See one, do one, teach one. Exactly. Because I'll be real. Mm-hmm. I've had a little past life, right? Mm-hmm. If I don't tell people that, if if someone comes up to you, Megan, and you think that they've had the the most the easiest life, you know, they grew up in that nice three-story house. Mm, three-story. Yeah, they got the little boat for fun. You know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. And they come to you and like, oh, yeah, you're going through financial problems. Oh, we've all been there, right? Are you, you really, the, are you going to really, you know, yeah, okay. Or are you, you going to take, take it with it, a grain of salt? Yeah, you take it with a little grain of salt. Because I would, I would honestly take, um, if I'm, if I'm trying to do with my finances mm-hmm. and someone that I think has, and I'm saying I think because, you know, everybody makes their judgments even though we shouldn't. Mm-hmm. I think they've had like the privilege, the privileged life, right? Right. You know, their grandparents were rich. Their parents are rich. Now they're um, inheriting it all. Right. Why would I take financial advice from them when I could be taking it from someone who's rags to riches kind of guy? The trust fund baby over the worked for it baby. Mm-hmm. Why would I listen to the trust fund baby over the worked for it baby? Right. And the same goes with this in, in the church. Why would I listen to the mega church preacher whose life has been all this great grand mm-hmm. so he says right right with no credibility rather than the the small church you know where somebody's actually bringing up their past their testimony because testimonies are so important yes they are they're there because they're supposed to be there yes right? we don't go through anything accidentally Mm-mm. but why would i listen to someone without a testimony oh okay Listening to somebody without a testimony in general is a very dangerous path. Yeah. Not just because they don't have a testimony or so they claim. Yeah. But because, one, are they wearing a mask? Most likely. Two, what are they hiding from? Mm. 
Three, is there a financial gain for their personal pockets? Mm. I mean, typically that's what your... I want to tread lightly because I know this can get us into trouble. That's what your TV preachers preach is the happy-go-lucky stuff part of the Bible. Yeah. They don't teach the other side. They don't teach you... They don't preach the the, the one, two, repentance. three steps. Not just that, yes. They don't teach repentance most of the time. I don't think I've ever heard a television preacher preach repentance in its entirety. Yeah. They preach it, but they preach the happy-go-lucky side of it. Repentance is, I have a past. I am tired of it. I am on my last breath here, tired of it. And I find myself at an altar just boo-hooing crying because it hurts and don't get me wrong repentance hurts like crazy whether because you are going through it like i did the night that i came back to the church in 2020 whether because it hurts because you you're going through it or it hurts because it's embarrassing regardless repentance hurts because you are giving up the ghost to to be allowed to be worked on therefore to be worked through. Mm. Because you and I, John, we, we, wouldn't, we would not be sitting here had we not gone through something. Yeah. You know, I don't think it's an accident Mm-mm. that we're here right now. Not at all. I do think that it's for a purpose. And I do think that not to boast yourself or myself. Right. But we're not like the most experienced or oh. we, we're not these trophied Mm-hmm. veterans right right teaching you about war right we're soldiers yep. right along with uh, the the listeners mm-hmm. the other soldiers yeah and we're just telling you hey don't go down that way because i just saw a bear yeah. you know go down the other way yeah and i think um it's important to note that we don't know all the answers we don't okay this is where i have to quote socrates once again, with my favorite quote, Socrates had, had always claimed, I know that I know nothing. I know quite a bit, don't get me wrong, but there's a whole lot more out there that I do not know. Mm-hmm. Be careful of the preacher with all the answers. Yes. And this is not to harp on preachers. No. This is, this is everybody is, that, that claims to be, quote unquote, helping you. Because, yeah, because I think it's a... Uh, it's hard for some people to know when they're being told the truth. Yes. Especially in these days. Oh my goodness, yes. If you scroll through the social media, you know, thankfully kids are out there trying Mm -hmm. to, you know, get in with God, but they're going to the churches that are just making them eat a little something, drink a little something. Mm -hmm. You're a little better now. You're good to go. Yeah. You know, and yes, glory to God, the youth of every, you know, in general mm-hmm. is starting to take some kind of interest in, in God, but where, who are they going to? Right. And is it beneficial for them? Right. So, yes, we don't know everything, but we got Bible. Yes. And we got truth. Yeah. And that's why it's also very important for you, the listener, whoever's listening right now, to read your Bible, fact check. Fact check. Fact check everything. If, if, okay. And I don't say it because I doubt anybody, Mm -hmm. but I am so thankful. I'll Mm -hmm. say thankful, grateful. That's better. Right. That when my pastor preaches, he says, throw up a verse. Yeah. Because when, if someone's, if I'm telling you, hey, 
this is how this is how uh, you run faster. Mm-hmm. But I'm not showing you how to do it. Uh-huh. I'm not showing you yeah. where I know this information from. Right. I just say, hey, you know, bend your knee 45 degrees when you do this. Why would you believe me? Me not being a runner, I'm not going to even understand what that means. Exactly. Because if I don't show you why I know or how I know, mm-hmm. do I really know? And so it's important to fact check anything. Mm-hmm. Your pastor of 10 years plus, fact check them. And it's not a negative thing. No. It's, it's a more of a confirmation thing. Yeah. And I know our pastor has said it before in that if you don't believe me, go to the word. Exactly. Yeah. And, and he goes even further, and I'm so grateful that our pastor is like this. He goes even a step further in having his door open to let's have some coffee and let's have a Bible study. Yeah. A Bible study does so many wonders. It is unreal. I am, I, I know why, but I say I don't know why, that I waited so long to do a Bible study. Because Bible studies, man, just... That open dialogue, that open conversation yeah. that comes with the Bible study, where it's, it's you read it and you have a conversation. What does it say? And you, we can go even further in that. What is God saying in this moment? Yeah. Yes, you know, we're reading his word. We're reading what he says. But what is he saying? Because it's a living word. Yes. And we're living, we're in living times. Mm-hmm. So what Exodus fifteen five means right now isn't going to mean the same thing to somebody else five years from now. Right. Right. I just pulled up a random chapter verse. I don't know what Exodus 15, five means. You know what? Actually, now that you pointed out and I'm looking at it, my bad folks, I misquoted my, I don't know how it happened. The chunk that I grabbed here, but the song of Moses is Exodus 15. (laughs) (laughs) What is Genesis 15? What's the cliff notes for Genesis 15? Let me make my correction right now while we got it. Let's see. No, but see, this is good because yeah. we're checking ourselves. Yeah, a perfect example of a fact check. Yeah. Okay, so Genesis 15, the cliff note to that is covenant reaffirmed. No. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Look at that. <laughs> how, how much of a better, how real is God if this is, if this is not a perfect example? Covenant reaffirmed. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. No, but I also want to, and I'm not an expert. Mm-hmm. Right. And how God works, because I'm still I'm still uh, very new to this. Right. Mm-hmm. I've been in church all my life, but I'm still new to my growth. I think when you're the difference between reading a Bible by yourself and having a Bible study with others is the open dialogue, because I think it gives God a chance to speak through you. Absolutely. And when you let that happen, that's how revelations come. Mm-hmm. To some people, right? The revelations come in many different ways. Right. But in some in some uh, instances, it's the person feeling something in their spirit, and they are just talking off of what they're reading or what other people are saying, and it could be a word from God. You want to know? Well, here's here's a nugget. When in a Bible study, and you know somebody's reading it, and you know you you read the passage, and you start open discussion it, whether you have the Holy Ghost or not, you feel, and I know the big thing right now is vibes and energy. You feel that energy change in the room mm. when it's God. Yeah. And my biggest thing, and I've been meaning to tell you this too, that I know we have good church when I leave with a pump. Somehow, some way, <laughs> this when, when it's a really good altar call or prayer service or, or Wednesday night, whatever, you know it's God when you leave with a pump. And there's, there's, it's far and few between, but there was a time 
a couple months ago. It was a Tuesday night prayer service, and we were just getting it. And that's whenever that nugget came to me, that you know it's God when you leave with a pump. That night, I left, and I and I just happened to be driving with my hand like this, you know, the one arm, yeah. the left arm, folks. And I was like, why do I have a pump? And then I started thinking back. It's like, church was really good. <laughs> yeah. So not only did the spiritual pump, was it fantastic? It led to a physical reaction of a pump. Mm. Folks, if you don't know what a pump is in, in the workout sense, it's whenever... The blood is sent yeah. to the muscle after it's been worked out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Think think of the guy that that's working out with the hoodie on at first, and once he's done a couple sets... Uh, he takes it off and he's, he starts checking himself out. That's 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 the pump. Yeah. Yeah. For a visual reference. It's interesting that you brought that up to spiritual and the physical. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of uh, physical healings come through spiritual. They do. Oh my goodness, do they? Because okay. Mm-hmm. Let's say you're still doubting the Bible. Right. Let's look at this from a science view. Mm-hmm. When people let go of the stresses in their life, a lot of people stop having back pains and headaches all day yeah in a spiritual sense when you let go or break free from some of the spirits in your life sometimes if you're going if you have like a sickness or something Mm -hmm. you'll see that sickness be healed yeah and it's all with are you looking for and are you going through the door that god has opened for you Right. Or are you going to keep circling around and around and around? Are you going to keep going through the same freaking cycle in the same steps? And you know what? Like Adam and Eve, whoever's listening to this podcast now knows, mm-hmm. now knows that. Yeah. So if after you've listened to us mm-hmm. and I'm not judging or condemning or whatever, mm-hmm. but I'm telling you fact right now, after you've listened to what we just told you, if you go out tomorrow and you are still going through your same cycle, mind you, some things do take time. Yes. But if you're still doing it, knowing that you can get out of it, that is willful ignorance. Yeah. Because you know, and like I said earlier too, whether you have the Holy Ghost or not, you know, you just feel it. Yeah. I don't, I can't explain it other than that. You, you, I was talking with a friend and she says, uh, the vibes and the energy uh, just shift. It's like, and granny, no, this friend doesn't have the Holy Ghost. But she knew something was different about the church that she visited because the energy just shifted. Mm. And thankfully, you know, she went to the truth church. You, you know, whether you know, you know, you know. And now you do know. So there's no. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Yeah. If you want to know deeper, come and hang out with us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm all for the conversation. I, I have snacks. I bring snacks to conversation. I have literal pizza rolls and bagel bites here. Guys, right now, I just finished opening up a snack pudding. I'm very proud of myself that I ate it quietly. It was very quiet. <laughs> I was I was actually kind of waiting for it to, like, pop out of my hands. And yeah. something. But, um, no, I yeah. think uh, it's very important to invite open conversation. I am for it. Folks, do not get us wrong here in that, you know, we're... It's just John and I here having a conversation about our past experiences. No, it is not. It is very much an open door invitation to have a Bible study, mm-hmm. to come and visit our church on a Sunday. A and quick if you, little repertoire, yeah. you know, it goes a long way. Yeah. And if you don't, if you feel intimidated to come on a Sunday, come on a Tuesday night prayer service. Come on a Wednesday night. We have small Wednesday. groups. Our Wednesday services. I'm, I'm not going to say services right now. We're not doing services. We're doing small groups. Yeah. But 
there's still a God and still moves and Very stuff. Very much so. Our, our small groups that we have right now are so open and it's not so much students are listening just to teacher, mm-hmm. but it's students are having conversations with teachers, meaning we're going back and forth mm-hmm. in a good way. Yeah. And I think we're learning a lot more now than we were whenever we were in that cycle and we were just there to be there mm-hmm. and it was only one person trying to move us forward. Yeah. Now that I think that we're all trying, that we stop depending on each other and um, we're trying to seek things out for ourselves, I think that's really opening up uh, new Avenue. new paths for us Absolutely. as a youth group. Oh, yeah. Not And it's not to brag on us. Don't get us wrong. It's not to oh, brag no. on us. It is very much to invite you to come. Yes. Um, and like I said, if you feel intimidated, you don't have to come on a Sunday. You don't even have to come to Wednesday night. You can come over to my house and we can barbecue. I love a good barbecue. Yeah. You I'm know not going to lie. The game is about to go on. I'm okay. Guys, yeah. if this makes you stop listening to the podcast, then you're not in God because it shouldn't. <laughs> um, the Cowboys are going to play in like an hour. I'm about to go to a barbecue. Mm-hmm. You know, who's to say, hey, John, what were you doing today? Doesn't lead to when's, when's the next youth service. Because it has. With the same friend that I was just talking about, our conversation I, I took her to where I take everybody here lately. I took her to H Mart mm. and we went and had a great, fantastic Indian uh, lunch. It was very much the conversation came about to that open door yes. to invite. Hey, I told her, it's like, hey, you know, if you want, if you don't feel comfortable at that church because of XYZ, you're more than welcome to come over here to the river and maybe experience XYZ just slightly different. Yeah. Because as just as important as to know when that open door is there, mm-hmm. it's also important to know when you're that door for somebody. Yes, and and I told her uh, flat out too, and it, I have it in writing in text. I followed up. I'm that person. It's part of my job. It's part <laughs> of my literal. I literally get paid to follow up on some things. But with this friend, I followed up uh, the same week. Just on a, I think it was like Wednesday or Thursday morning. I followed up with. Hey, you know, Bible study is tonight at at my friend's house in Angleton. Uh, if you want to go, awesome. I can pin drop you her address, yeah. or I can scoop you because it's on the way. So little things. Yeah. So I guess the takeaway, mm-hmm. if nothing else, which you should have taken a lot. We, yes. We were we definitely dropped a couple nuggets. A couple nuggets there. Know when there's an open door that you can take, mm-hmm. and know when you're the open door somebody can take. Yes. In the open door, even the window. Mm. Or just, just the window. <laughs> yeah. Or even lighting the candle for some type of light in the darkness. Mm. It doesn't take much, and it doesn't take much out of you either. I'll tell you what, you don't get exhausted when you're doing the, the will of God. Mm-mm. You get exhausted when you're doing your own will. Mm. That's called burnout. <laughs> that That is the path to burnout, yes. yes. Yeah. But yeah, I think we covered quite a bit here, John. Um, you want to close us out with a quick little prayer? Yes. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to come here again and have open conversation about you. I greatly appreciate the opportunities that you've given both of us and the word that you've given both of us to prepare for tonight. I hope that whoever's listening right now opens up their heart to you, Lord, and realizes the open doors in their lives. I praise you, Lord, and I thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. Come come see us. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll put the address this time. All right. All right, bye.